In this concluding message in the series on faith, we learn that faith works through agape love, the self-denying, sacrificing, putting the other person first, the God kind of love. Rise up to our feet once again, and let's just uh, do our declaration together before we spend time uh, in God's word. So, if you brought your Bible high up, let's hold it high up in the air. Let's say it out loud, bold, and strong together. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. I advance boldly to take new ground to extend God's kingdom. I have kingdom power and authority wasted in me. The powers of darkness cannot hold me back or pin me down. The forces of the enemy cannot restrain me or contain me. The greater one is in me. God's power through me is more than what the devil can handle. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Why don't you shake hands with people next to you? Say hello, please. And uh, you may be seated. I just want to take a moment to thank all our Bible college staff, faculty, those who teach uh, several hours during the week. They come, they, we spend time teaching the students, spending time with them, answering their questions, all of that. So let's just put our hands together, thank all our pastors, our teaching staff. We appreciate each one of you for investing in the lives of these young people and really excited you know, uh, as these students go out, they will do wonderful things for God and uh, serve God and uh, follow his purposes for their lives. This morning, we are going to bring our series on faith. Uh, this will be our la to a conclusion. This would be our last message in this series on faith as we, uh, uh, we've been spending several Sundays talking about faith and uh, I just, we'll just bring it to a close, uh, but that doesn't mean you won't hear about it again. We are going to come back to this, talk about it over and over again, encourage us, keep building in this area. Just that for this season, uh, we are going to uh, bring this to a close. And uh, next Sunday, we're going to talk about a subject that is very interesting. Just a little preview, give you the title. <laughs> We're going to talk, we're going to get into a series on receiving God's guidance. How do you receive God's guidance? How does God guide us? And that's a big issue, a big question for many people. You know, how, how, what is God telling me to do? What does God want me to do? How do I receive God's guidance? And so we're going to talk about that the next several weeks starting next Sunday. But in this final message in this series on faith, I want to emphasize 
uh, a very important aspect of faith that sometimes we tend to forget. And it is this, that faith works by love. Or faith works through love. And we should never forget that. To, to begin with, we start with Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, where uh, the Apostle Paul, in his epistle to the Galatians, uh, he says this, he says, For in Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. So he says, in Jesus... This, this law, this whole issue of law, whether you're circumcised, you're uncircumcised, the whole issue of the law, it, that's not the thing to focus on. It doesn't matter. But what's really important is that faith works, faith working through love. Faith working through love. If you want to use an analogy uh, to understand this, how important love is uh, to the exercise of our faith, you know, uh, many of us own motor vehicles, so you know you go to the dealer, you buy your vehicle, whether it's a scooter or a car or whatever, and you know you enjoy the first ride. You you understand everything, how it works. You know the accelerator, the brake, the clutch, everything. Hey, it's going real fine. After some time, you say like, hey, it's not working. I'm putting the key into the ignition. I'm turning it on. I'm moving the clutch. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but it's not moving. What's happening? And then, you know, your auto mechanic tells you, boss, <laughs> you need to put fuel. You know, without the fuel, this machine won't work. I mean, you can understand how, you know, how to run it, how to work it. You understand all the dynamics behind it. But if you don't put the fuel in it, this is not going to work. That's how love is to faith. And you can understand all the dynamics of it, which we've covered over the last several weeks. We've talked about, you know, how Jesus taught us to use our faith, how we exercise faith. Uh, we've talked about all of that, and that's good. It's important to know all that. But without love, faith will not produce. Because faith works through love. Love is the fuel that, that really makes this whole thing go forward, that really causes faith to produce. And so it's important for us to understand that as believers, that in our uh, life of faith, love has to be the undergirding. Love has to be the motivation. It is love that needs to propel us. Whether I'm exercising faith for myself uh, to see God work in my life or whether I'm exercising faith for somebody else when I'm ministering to them. Maybe praying for their need. Maybe I want to see God heal them. Maybe I want to see God deliver them or work a miracle in their life. In the exercise of faith, love must propel us. Love is what must compel us to act in faith. Are you with me? Love is very is important. Now in the Bible, as you, some of us may be aware, there are different Greek words used for love. Uh, unlike the English language, we just have one word typically uh, to talk about love. In the Bible, there is the, there is the, uh, uh, there are different words for love. For example, the storge, which means family love, the love between uh, family members, 
Philia, which means friendship love. Eros, which means sexual love. But the word love that's being used here in Galatians 5 verse 6, very specifically, is the Greek word agape. So what Paul is saying is, faith works through agape. We have to be motivated. We've got to be moved with this agape, God kind of love, if we want to see faith produced in our lives. Faith works through love. This agape love, God kind of love, is a sacrificial love. It's a self-denying love. It's a love that puts the other person first. So understand this very important thing for us uh, as, as people of faith. If we want to see our faith produce, if we want to see our faith have results and have impact, keep this in mind that faith works through agape. It works through the self-denying, sacrificial, putting the other person first, God kind of love. Are you all with me? Yes, no, maybe, still trying to digest. <laughs> Faith works through this God kind of love. You know, so... Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul brings this out, we'll read a few verses from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1, 2, and we'll read verse 13 for now. Look at what Paul says, he says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, have not agape, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. That means, you know, I could, I could speak with tongues, I could have the expressions of the gifts of the Spirit, very good, and we encourage that, we must have that. But he is saying, if I'm only doing that, but I'm not being fueled by agape love, then I'm just blowing hot air. I'm making a lot of noise, is what he say. Modern English. <laughs> or verse 2, he says, and though I have the gifts of gift of prophecy, and I understand all mysteries, all knowledge, and though I have all faith, what we've been talking about, so that I could move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. He says, look, I could do all these things. I could have all these expressions of God through my life. But if I'm not compelled, propelled, and moving in love, in the God kind of love, he says, I am nothing. That, that word for nothing in the Greek is very interesting. Uh, it simply means not even one. If it's not even one, what is it then? Zero. <laughs> so he's saying, if I'm not moved by love, I am zero. And if you multiply zero with anything else, you still end up with zero. I, I could be a great prophet. I could move mountains. I could do this. Hey, but if you multiply zero with all of that, you still, the outcome is still zero. Meaning the, the, the fruit, the effect, the impact of it is still nothing. So that's how important this agape love is, for us to be moved by that love. So uh, our call is not an either or. Don't, it's not like you either walk in faith or you either walk in love. A call is you've got to walk in both. We've got to walk both in love and in faith. Our walk of faith is also a walk propelled 
by the love of God, by agape love. And verse 13, he says, now abides faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. That means put love first. He's not saying get rid of faith and get rid of hope. We need those things. We need hope. We need faith in our lives. Uh, but the foremost, the one that you give most importance to, the greatest, the best of these is love. So let love be the one that motivates us. Let love be the one that drives us and faith and hope follow along. So let's be motivated by the love of God. Now, understand that First uh, uh, Corinthians 13, now uh, typically uh, in uh, sermons during weddings, marriage, now you'll hear 1 Corinthians 13. And you think, wow, it was written for that setting. <laughs> and uh, I use it all the time. Weddings, you know, just, just say a few words from that. Uh, but actually, it, it wasn't written for weddings. It, it, the whole context that chapter 12 and chapter 14 is the exercise of spiritual gifts. It's the exercise of our ministries in the church, in the body of Christ. So in that context, in the context of our functions, uh, in the context of, of who we are uh, in our service to God, he's saying, look, love. Love must be preeminent, foremost, even as you are exercising your gifts and doing your ministries and fulfilling your functions in the body of Christ. Let love undergird everything. Be motivated by love. So how do we know that uh, we are walking in this agape love. How do I know that? Well, I have to ask myself the question, am I being motivated by love for the person? So somebody comes for prayer. I have to ask myself, God, am I, do I love the person first, even before I lay hands on their head? <laughs> do I love this person? Am I motivated by love for that person? Before even I can think of how of exercising faith to you know, deal with their problem or their issue. God, do I love that person? Or in any other situation, you know, am I being motivated by love, by the love of God? Because we could be motivated by so many things. Maybe you read the book on healing and deliverance. It's okay, now let me try. I need to find somebody to experiment on. Come. So now that person is your experiment. Not, you're not being motivated by love. You're motivated by now, let me, exp let me see if this works or not. If it doesn't work, next one. Next specimen, send it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so, we are not motivated by love. We are motivated more by, let me see if this works. Or sometimes we could be motivated by you know, I need to prove myself. I need to prove to other people that God uses me. So I'm motivated more by a selfish interest rather than the interest of the person that I'm ministering to. My reputation is at stake. That's why I am praying. Because I want everybody to know that God uses me. That's not being motivated by love. Are you understanding? So we could have all kinds of other motivations in doing what we are doing, in, in exercising our faith, but we are not being motivated by the agape love of God. And Paul says, if, if that's the way I am functioning, then I am nothing. My life is not producing. I am less than one. I'm not even one. Does not amount to anything? So I need to ask myself, Am I 
being motivated by love for that person? Or am I being motivated by some selfish interest, like a couple of things that we mentioned, then I need to ask God to deal with that in my life. Bring my heart to the right place so that God, now I can do what I have to do by faith. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8, the apostle Paul clarifies. He gives us a description of what this agape kind of love would look like when it is being expressed through us. And we'll just read those verses. He says this, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Let me paraphrase this uh, this way. Love, God's love in us, is patient and kind. So am I dealing with patience and kindness in the way I'm working with people, in my situations? Let's say there's a situation at home in your family you want to change. And you say, I believe God will do this in my home. Or I believe God will do this in my workplace. Whatever. All that is good. It's good to use your faith there. But are you being patient and kind? Are you walking in love in that situation first? Because love is what fuels our faith. So get that right first. So love is patient and kind. It is not jealous, is not boastful, not competing or trying to outdo the other. So, same question we ask ourselves. I want to believe God for a promotion. I want to believe God for a raise. I want to have faith in God uh, to change my situation. I, I want to have, I'm having faith. I want to have faith in God for this or for that. Uh, that's wonderful. And yes, God is there to, you know, to work in our lives. All that is good. But the issue of love. In that situation, are you moving in agape love? Are you moving in the God kind of love? Are you, are you doing this out of jealousy? Or are you doing it because you're trying to compete? You're trying to outdo somebody else? Is that what is trying to cause you to exercise faith? Or is it the love of God? Are you understanding? Because faith works through love. And this is the description of the God kind of love. It is not arrogant or vainglorying. Not boastful. Not proud. Don't think I... You know, don't need to listen to other people. I know it all. No, it's not that way. God's love is not rude or ill-mannered. It's behaving properly, being kind. It's not irritable. It is not self-seeking, self-promoting, or self-centered. So this exercise of faith is not coming out of some selfish interest. But when I'm moving in agape love, the God kind of love, self is not it's, it's not, I'm not motivated by self. I'm not going to prove something uh, about myself. It is not irritable or easily angered. 
It is not malicious, cunning, conniving, and has no evil intents. Love, God's love does not celebrate or promote sin or ungodliness. Now, this is a real challenge. For instance, you know, somebody comes and says, oh, you're a Christian, you're supposed to walk in love. Now, I'm doing something wrong, don't tell anybody. So now you're in a problem. Love, I have to love the person, but the person is doing something wrong. Is doing something wrong. What will love choose? Well, the Bible is clear that God's love is also holy. And God's love does not rejoice in sin. It doesn't celebrate sin. So in that agape love, you're also dealing with the issue of sin. You're saying, no, we have to address it. It has to be addressed. Love does not celebrate or promote sin or ungodliness. Love celebrates truth, righteousness, and holiness. Love endures through all things. It believes the best for every person in every situation. So when people come to you for prayer and the situation is hopeless, when you're moved by the love of God, you can still see hope in that situation. Say, God, I still see hope. Love sees the best, believes the best. No, no matter how much they may have messed up, whatever they've done wrong, it's okay. You, love sees what God can do in that situation. And that will bring out faith from your heart to pray for that person, no matter what their situation is. It hopes, envisions, and sees the best, the good in the midst of every situation, and can stand through any trial or hardship. This kind of love, the God kind of love expressed through us, will never fail or fall short of affecting God's will and purpose, and its fruit will remain. Amen? So when we move with this kind of love, so you will not fail. It, the fruits that you bear will remain, will endure. So this is what we're talking about, that faith works through this kind of love. The good news is that as believers, all of us have the capacity for agape love. We all have the capacity. Romans 5, verse 5, it says, hope does not make us ashamed. Let's read the verse together. Because the love of God has been shed abroad or poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So let's all do this together. Put your hand on your chest and just say this out with me. The love of God is poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit. Who's given to me? Let's say it one more time. The love of God has been poured into my heart by the Holy Spirit who's been given to me. See, this is good news because we don't have to try and manufacture this love. Love plant. Nothing happening. <laughs> no production. Closed. <laughs> don't worry. The love of God is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit fills our heart. He gives us the capacity to walk in agape love. Right? So now we all are limited 
We all get irritated, upset, angry, all of that. We just, this is normal. We're just human beings. So when you can't, when you don't feel love for that person, you say, like, God, this is it. I am not going to love that person anymore. Finished. Ah, remember, your capacity to love comes from God. Because the love of God is poured into your heart. You can still love. Not with your own strengths, but with the love that God pours into your heart. So that colleague who always has upset you, or your classmate, or your friend, or whoever, who always upsets you, and you say, God, I can never love that person. It's, it, they're so, it's like, the love of God has been poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. So the thing to do for you and me is get, the, get self out of the way. Get self out of the way. And say, God, let your love flow. Let your love flow out of my heart to that person. Because the love of God has been poured into my heart through the Holy Spirit who was given to me. So God, let your love flow to the person. I can still love because of the love of God being poured into my heart. You can still do that. And just say, God, I'm putting my flesh aside. My flesh is angry. My flesh doesn't want to love but your love can flow through my life. In Galatians chapter 5, that same chapter where, uh, that we began with in verse 6, uh, Paul continues to, and goes on in that chapter to talk about the works of the flesh and he contrasts that with the fruit of the Spirit. Now many of us are familiar with that. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and kindness, and goodness, and meekness, and self-control, and faith. So the fruit of the Spirit. But how can you and I manifest the fruit of the Spirit? Key there, he says, walk in the Spirit. If you and I walk in the Spirit, what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? It means we live a life that is under submission uh, that is under the influence, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So when you walk in the Spirit, he says then, instead of the works of the flesh, you will have the fruit of the Spirit. But you have to walk in the Spirit. So a simple prayer that will help all of us. When you feel like, I can't love, it's the Holy Spirit, help me. Simple prayer. It's called the preacher's prayer. Holy Spirit, help me. Why the preacher's prayer? Because we pray that very often. <laughs> oh, God, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Simple prayer. But it's saying, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me do this. I need you to help me walk in love and joy and peace. Otherwise, I cannot do it. Holy Spirit, help me. You bring yourself under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You walk in the Spirit. You walk submitted to Him. You walk under His leadership, under His guidance. Holy Spirit, help me. And that moment, you let your flesh get out of the way. And let Him enable you to walk in love. And when you're motivated by love, then faith can follow. Are you with me? We all have to do this. We have to walk in love and then we exercise our faith in God. I will close 
with this verse from 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. So that is what Paul is saying. He's saying the whole purpose of the commandment, all the commands of God, the whole purpose, the whole objective, the whole aim of all of that is this. God wants us to have love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. So think about that. Pure heart. That means there is no evil in my heart. I'm not, you know, trying to scheme something, do something. There's no wicked intent. Heart is pure. Clean before God. That's a pure heart. Now, that's important to maintain a pure heart. So if you feel jealous, feel bitter, feel angry, go to God. Say, God, I need to get this out of my heart because I need to keep a pure heart. And a good conscience. See, you and I can never fool two people. We can never fool God and you can never fool yourself. And I say, you can't cheat yourself. Because your conscience will tell you, hey, why are you doing that? You can, you can cheat everybody else, but your own conscience is telling you, why are you doing that? So keep quiet, keep quiet. <laughs> you continue on, your conscience says, why are you doing that? Your own conscience. So Paul is saying, have a good conscience, a clear conscience. Where your own conscience is not condemning you. That's a good conscience. It's a clear conscience. So God wants us to have a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. That means my faith is sincere. It's genuine. Uh, I'm not putting up a pretense. Genuine in our faith. So notice how all these things go together. This is what God wants to see in our lives. He wants us to see love, pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith. He wants all these in our lives together. He didn't say, pick one of the four. I will pass you. No. It's not pick one of the four. He says, the purpose of the commandment is for us to have all the four. Love. Pure heart, good conscience, sincere faith. That's how we have to live. So though we have been focusing on faith over the last several weeks and talking about it and various aspects of it, understand faith is not something we do independent of love, pure heart, or a good conscience. All these three are essential if faith is going to be productive in our lives. So it's not a matter of how great faith I have. It is equally important. Am I walking in love? Am I meaning in a pure heart? And am I having a good conscience? Are you with me? Amen? So, faith. Faith works through love. 
through the agape God kind of love. And love must come from a pure heart. It must come from a good conscience and sincere faith. So when you and I, as we seek to exercise faith in God, whether it's for your own self, for certain needs in your own life, or for other people, when you're ministering to others, first thing, God, am I being moved by love in this situation, by the agape love of God? If not, pray the preacher's prayer. Oh, God, help me. God, just bring me into that place of love. Then, let's do the next step of exercising faith and seeing God work through our lives. Amen? I call our worship team up. Please, Anand, the team up. We're going to take a few moments just to pray. As we pray this morning, I want to take a few moments just to respond to the word of God. God just calling our attention to, first of all, first of all, be motivated by love, by the agape love of God. First of all, be moved by that. Be motivated by love. So I want us to take a few moments just to pray on that. If there are matters in our lives where we've really not been motivated by agape love, but the God kind of love, the self-denying, sacrificing, put the other person first kind of love. And just ask the Lord, right, as we are seated, as we take a few moments to pray, just ask the Lord, saying, God, I need a change in my heart. I need a change in my heart this morning, God. Help me to be moved by the love of God in this situation. You can talk about it to God. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Father, we just invite your presence. We invite the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. God, you know each one of us. You know areas in our hearts where we are actually hurting or we are angry or bitter. And yet at the same time, we want to serve you. We want to be used by you. We want to see mountains moved and we want to see mighty answers to prayer but this morning heavenly father deal with those hurts those wounds those aches and pains in our hearts 
those areas of bitterness, those areas of unforgiveness. Deal with those things in our hearts by your Spirit. Release us from that. Release us from fears that hold us back, Lord. Bring your healing. Bring your healing to our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Let's rise to our feet for a few moments. I'll let Anand lead us in a time of worship. Never come and pray. Your love so deep is washing over me. Your face is all I see. You are my Lord, you my only cry to know you all my life. Your love so deep is washing over me. Your face is all I seek. You are my everything. Jesus Christ, you are my one desire. Lord, my only cry to know you all alive. I'm wide awake, drawing closer by grace, and all my heart is yours. Oh, fear breathe you in. Father, we just thank you for your love towards us. 
and that your love can flow through our lives. We thank you for that, Father. And Lord, even as we are standing in your presence, I just ask you, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit to touch lives, to bring healing, to bring deliverance, oh God, into the lives of people in this place. I stand here in the name of your Son, Jesus. I stand here, Lord, under the power of your Holy Spirit. And I speak over people right here. And I speak over people watching us wherever they are. I speak against every evil work of the enemy. Every evil work of sickness, disease, torment, oppression. I speak against every work of hindrance, obstacles in the way that hinder progress and growth. And I come against these works of the enemy. And I say, devil, in the name of Jesus, take your hands off of God's property. And I say, devil, take your hindrances out of the way. In Jesus' name, I destroy the works of the enemy that have been put up against you to hinder you, to hinder your progress in any form, in any fashion. By the power of God's Holy Spirit, I take it out of the way. God, let there be growth. Let there be advancement. Let there be increase. The lives of people, God. I destroy the works of the enemy, the works of sickness and disease and oppression. And Father, even as I speak, I ask, Lord, that by the power of your spirit, you effect healing, effect deliverance in the lives of people right now. By the power of your Holy Spirit, by the power of your Holy Spirit, let sickness and disease be removed and healing flow into the lives of people right here in this place. We just thank you, God. Thank you. As you're standing here just receiving this prayer, I want you to pray in your heart. Say, Jesus, I receive it. This healing, if you need healing in your body, or God, just to work a miracle. You stand, you say, God, I receive this from myself. I receive it. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We bless you, God. We thank you. And we praise you, Father. Thank you. And God, help each of us to walk in the love of God. In the love of God. The agape love of God. Help each of us to do that. We pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless each one of you. Thank you for being here this Sunday. See you again. God bless. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. 
We would love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.